Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing in college basketball has already heated up as schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming, and so is a $100,000 Bracket Madness contest as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. And today we have a very interesting and special show where we're going to be uh, talking about Endeavor, which is um, obviously a sort of started out as a talent agency, uh, with uh, which obviously is William Morris Endeavor. Um, a lot of sort of history there, and a great book, by the way, called Powerhouse, uh, written by James Andrew Miller. He's also written a book on ESPN, something like Those Guys Have All the Fun, or I think it was entitled something like that. But this other book, Powerhouse, is a great book. Really encourage you to check it out. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big book. It's like 600 something pages, but, um, but so this show, we're going to talk about Endeavor. That book was particularly about CAA, the creative artist agency, but today we're talking about Endeavor and specifically Endeavor showcasing its sort of ability, uh, as a new entertainment sort of powerhouse model, right? What do we mean by this? Well, over uh, the past week or so, Endeavor has come out and said that they're going to be pursuing a second uh, IPO or initial public offering, meaning that they're looking to see what the value is, value valuation of the company is, and whether uh, they are going to go public, and if in, if indeed they do go public, what that might look like in terms of stock price, and uh, who might you know sort of come forward when it comes to, um, you know. Uh, in, in terms of uh, price or, or that sort of thing, or, or in terms of investors. So again, we're sort of looking at Endeavor as um, this idea of sort of showcasing this new powerhouse model. And we'll get into what that, what that, what that sort of means, but I think in particular, there's a little bit of history here that I think is important. So William Morris is an agency that's been around since, you know, what, 1896. And, and they've been around for a while. Um, and then CAA came later. And then uh, ultimately, some of the folks who started, uh, who, who worked at CAA uh, decided to leave and then uh, started um, William Morris Endeavor, uh, which was initially started out, started out as Endeavor. And then Endeavor ultimately became big enough uh, that it ended up purchasing William Morris and then became William Morris Endeavor. Uh, now Endeavor as a company also controls, uh, so the parent company is Endeavor. And 
uh, they control Endeavor Content, which, which is a production company. They control WME, which is the talent agency for uh, entertainment and sports talent. So, you know, think actors and sports stars. IMG, which they purchased, which is uh, obviously the, old, the former Mark McCormick company. Um, that uh, There's a great book on that as well um, that McCormick wrote called What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School. And IMG is really uh, well known in the sort of college and athletic space, uh, particularly with sort of selling sponsorships, uh, that sort of thing. Obviously, the UFC, they own UFC, uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship. They own PBR, which is the professional bull riders. And they also own um, On Location Experiences, which is a former uh, NFL company. So this is a very, very diverse portfolio for Endeavor. And if you recall, Endeavor actually tried to pursue a uh, IPO, initial public offering, back in 2020. But uh, they quickly ended that uh, after talk of that sort of came forward because, uh, number one, the Writers Guild of America, there was a huge dispute going on between Endeavor or William Morris and um and some of the other major agencies, particularly with regard to the the, the use of um, of packaging, you know, where you sort of have an actor, director, producer, what have you, sort of team up with other writers, directors, and producers, or with a studio, and you sort of sell, you know, sell a package deal to the studio. Uh, and that practice uh, really frowned upon by the WGA, and now it's something where all the agencies have signed on. Uh, to the sort of new WGA code of conduct and agreement where they, they basically call them signatories, but these agreements where, you know, they can't practice packaging and you cannot own more than 20% of a uh, production company. And those are, of course, things that Endeavor had been, um, had been doing, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, packaging, use of packaging, which all the major agencies did. Uh, but will not be doing going forward. I believe there's going to be like a phase out period. And then of course, um, the other issue being uh, the sort of owning a percentage of a production company, which was a huge part of Endeavor's business more so than any other agency, you know, UTA or CAA or um, Paradigm or, you know, what have you, um, or even ICM. But um, those are both things that are, you know, now being taken off the table. And, but it, I think it still presents uh, some opportunities for Endeavor. You know, obviously the big sort of um, elephant in the room is the fact that uh, this will be the first time that a talent agency, now Endeavor is much more than that, right? Uh, but uh, at its core business, or at least its core sort of function, um, at least in the, in the beginning was talent management, right? Talent representation. And I think that uh, we are now in a place where uh, Endeavor is far beyond that. But uh, this will be the first time that a talent agency goes public. So this is really a big deal. Normally, you you know wouldn't be able to say that a talent agency is a company that would have enough uh, market capitalization to go public. But Endeavor clearly has that. I mean, if you're looking at IMG as a company alone, UFC, as a you know, as a as a brand and as a as a company by itself, PBR, even on location experiences. I mean, these are huge companies. So for Endeavor to control all of them, and not to mention Endeavor content, which is going to be somewhat in a 
in a tricky spot when you're considering the 20% ownership. But that's something that could be solved through uh, going public uh, and bringing in different investors. Uh, so, you know, we'll sort of see how that plays out or even, you know, uh, having a separate company or what have you. There's ways to work through that. But there's some interesting history here in that if, if our listeners recall, there's this thing called these Paramount Decrees, which occurred back in the 1940s. And what had happened was you had a lot of these studios that were controlling talent and relationships, uh, production, uh, distribution, and exhibition, uh, meaning theaters. And government came along, uh, Department of Justice came along and said, this is antitrust behavior. You can't do this. You can't practice this. You can't control every line of distribution and production and exhibition. So they outlawed Paramount and every other studio from them, there forward from controlling theaters. Now, of course, this has changed, right? Um, because now you have a lot of uh, companies, particularly in 2020 and even prior to that, uh, doing mergers and acquisitions, you know, whether it be vertical or even horizontal mergers, and all having to do with sort of controlling the production and distribution and exhibition um, process the assembly line between production and consumption. So uh, this has obviously changed and even uh, the Justice Department itself and has you know, made comments on this that um, particularly in 2020, that they were not gonna be pursuing uh, antitrust um, um, violations or litigation with regard to some of these entertainment and sports companies. So that's where we're at today. And now of course, the competing aspect to this is that Endeavor now has signed this deal with WGA, which is, you know, essentially told them that they have to take out or limit two core parts of their business. Number one being packaging and number two being the issue of owning more than 20% of a production house. So where does that leave Endeavor? I think Endeavor, uh, you know, number one, um, they have media and sports talent and industries that are not as regulated, uh, particularly when it, com when it comes to, um, you know, representing, uh, you know, athletes. This is something where you can obviously get registered, you know, through the uh, players unions. Um, but then you can also, uh, obviously register in each individual state. Uh, it's just a process that seems to be a little bit easier um, if not comparable to the entertainment side, it's just that in, in the context of sports, really the only thing that you can't do is you cannot be an owner of a team or in the front office of a, of a team, you know, a professional franchise or a league office, and then also uh, represent talent because of the conflicts of interest there. But other than that, you know, Endeavor can clearly do anything with regard to production, distribution, and ex ex uh, exhibition. Matter of fact, if I was an athlete and, you know, or if I had a client uh, that was looking to uh, team up with a company, you'd be looking at resources, right? You'd have to say, I mean, I've had, I've had colleagues and friends tell me over the years that they, you know, worked with some big name uh, players and ultimately the players like, Hey, look, this is going to be too big for just, you know, you and me, this, you know, this has to be a situation where we bring in a bigger partner. So if a company like Endeavor comes along and says, uh, you know, we own a piece of uh, the zone, D-A-Z-N, or we have, you know, some sort of sports rights uh, that we can use, or we have, uh, 
um, you know, a distribution platform, what have you. These are all great things that can help the talent, right? The idea of packaging. We've, we've talked about this in the past, this idea of packaging actually growing in the sports and media space, even though it's being limited with regard to the WGA. So it's really more about when you're talking about Endeavor as this sort of new powerhouse model in entertainment, it's really about expanding into media and sports. And of course, CAA has done this as well, particularly from the sports side. And so have some of the other agencies, they've actually gone in and they've purchased uh, outright other sports um, agencies and sort of to add that additional sort of column to um, their balance sheet to say, you know, we do entertainment talent and we also do sports talent. We also do media talent, right? And of course, there's, we've talked about this as well. There's a little bit of a consolidation in the industry when you're talking about entertainment, media, and sports. And when you're talking about, um, you know, you often find a sports star that retires and wants to get into broadcasting, the Tony Romo's, this sort of thing, right? Uh, Peyton Manning's obviously been talked about. Uh, you, you know, we've had um, obviously guys like Troy Aikman uh, that have gone on to really successful careers post a professional athlete career. So I think Endeavor is really onto something here. And I think them going public, the company going public, I think opens up some additional opportunities for more investors and to really go after bigger, um, you know, sort of uh, bigger items, right? And, you know, if we look at Triller as an example, this is this sort of uh, hybrid social media streamer type platform that uh, has very successfully put on some boxing matches, but they also bring in entertainment media and sports talent to help promote it. And there's a great saying in Silicon Valley that, you know, this idea of the, the power of a network it expands exponentially uh, anytime you add more people and properties, uh, you know, it grows in more power and influence and it's strengthened by the size of the network, right? This makes sense. If an example could be used like Facebook or Instagram, there is no limit to how many people you can be connected with. And there's no limit to how many people can see your things or consume your content. And the more people that do consume it, uh, the better it is in terms of uh, the power of that network, right? So it's just an example of something that Triller uh, has done in terms of bringing multiple sort of uh, properties and talent together. And it's easily something Endeavor could do. Uh, they already have most of, you know, uh, most of the properties or brands that they would sort of want. Um, they've even looked at uh, and have invested in uh, streaming capabilities and what that might look like. And of course, we can see where the market go is going on this as well. You know, you got DAZN and Amazon are making uh, some serious noise when it comes to uh, sports content distribution. Amazon just recently secured uh, exclusive Thursday night football games. Um, the NFL uh, just signed over $100 billion um, in deals with their partners like ESPN, and um, it's obviously uh, is owned uh, by Disney along with ABC. And then you've got Fox and all the other major networks that are even CBS where they're going to be offering um, content, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, football through the sort of plus providers, right? Like the Paramount pluses and uh, for the CBS side. And then you're gonna you know, obviously have ESPN plus for the ESPN. So, and then of course Fox, um, you know, will sort of have his, uh, it's, it's sort of aspect and it's reach as well. 
So this is where it's going, right? So clearly Endeavor can get into this space and, and I think is already making a move uh, to that point. And I think that, you know, from the sports and media side, there's, there's clearly uh, opportunity for Endeavor to continue to sort of invest in media and sports talent production and distribution, as long as it doesn't violate the WGA rules with regard to owning a 20% production, uh, more than 20% production company uh, and or using packaging, particularly for writers. But beyond writers, uh, there's no requirement. So it's something to think about. Now, of course, interesting in all this, the NFL is still very much a cable business, right? 99% of the partners uh, that the NFL just signed up to those $113 billion over the next, I think, 13 years with different, uh, with the different partners, 99% of it was cable. You know, they're cable providers. That, that's what networks do. This is how, for the majority, Americans watch uh, live sports. But it is interesting to note that for each one of those particular partners, there is a plus option. You know, your Paramount Pluses, your ESPN Pluses, that sort of thing. So there is some, some options there. And that's, again, that's something that Endeavor can uh, tap into. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will uh, do the second half of the show. I want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to grab the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag and includes a digital stamp of authenticity. It also protects sellers with a verified return process. And this, to the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 and more, making it free to sell your collection. So go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. All right, so thank you to our sponsor, eBay. So let's get back into it. So we're talking about Endeavor, and we're talking about Endeavor as sort of showcasing this new entertainment powerhouse model and seeing how they're doing it by controlling multiple brands and uh, having talent and really kind of, in some sense, maybe going back to the former uh, model of studios before Paramount. Now, of course, Endeavor's uh, sort of on the one side, you know, you're looking at the sort of strengths and weaknesses, right? And then uh, sort of looking at opportunities. And I think for the strengths, obviously, you have this idea with, with Endeavor that uh, they have all these brands, they have all these properties, they have um, uh, an area of entertain or sorry, sports and media that is uh, not as highly regulated, particularly when it comes to the WGA in terms of talent and in terms of uh, content and controlling such content, uh, that that's sort of an opportunity for Endeavor to continue to push forward. And it's something that they're likely going to do, particularly in the streaming space, because they've already invested in some streaming options. Now, the weakness is that you have sort of this huge part of Endeavor's business with regard to representing writers uh, that are really the lifeblood of content, right? And um, when you have limitations on 
uh, not being able to, to use packaging, and then also from the standpoint of not being able to own more than 20% of a production house, you have some limitations. But I still think that from the media and sports side, you have a lot of options there. Um, and it's something that Endeavor has clearly been doing. And then, of course, with the growth of sports betting and partnerships among sports leagues and teams, uh, including the NHL's recent deal um, with the Australian-based uh, uh, points bet, which is a really big company, uh, the NHL essentially took a, a stake in that company, uh, which is something that had never been done before uh, from a professional league standpoint. So uh, this is something that, again, the sports betting, I think, is really just beginning but it really highlights the importance of a diverse portfolio of monetizable properties and assets, right? And this is what Endeavor is doing. And this idea of pursuing an IPO is just the next step in that. You know, they're looking at it from the standpoint of let's bring in new partners, uh, let's uh, let's increase the value, you know, market capitalization and value the value of the company, and sort of see where it goes. Uh, and it's sort of interesting because if you look back at when Endeavor decided to stop the first initial pursuit of the IPO. It was because of the WGA dispute. It was also because of the economy and uh, the economy was not doing too great through the pandemic. And so they were, they sort of uh, took a back seat on that. But of course, when you combine that with uh, this idea that, you know, things are somewhat coming back to normal and, um, and the numbers show that actually Endeavor grew uh, over the last year and a half. And with the you know, United States Department of Justice not pursuing um, you know, any sort of antitrust litigation or violations with regard to mergers and acquisitions, particularly in the entertainment space because of um, where those distribution models are heading uh, in terms of direct to consumer and streaming, uh, there's been little to no regulation, at least to date with regard to vertical and uh, horizontal mergers and acquisitions. With particular example, that like let's say AT&T, Time Warner, where you've got a cell phone company that's purchasing a content company and purchasing a studio. So we'll see how that goes. And of course, we've talked about it a ton on this show with regard to SPACs, which is a special purpose acquisition company. Uh, and in 2020, they might as well have been called uh, sports purpose acquisition companies, you know, for how many that have uh, been pursued. Uh, so much to the point that the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, came out and essentially um, sort of warned investors that just because you know an athlete is getting involved or a celebrity is getting involved with the SPAC that it doesn't mean that it's a good investment, which is good advice. You know, at the end of the day, you need to um, do your own research and figure out sort of what's the right thing to do. Now, it, it's interesting because I think Endeavor at the end of the day, they're looking for ways to expand um, their opportunities, right? And I think that if you're looking at media and sports, that's that's the next sort of uh, idea. I think with sports betting going on, there's some huge opportunities there, particularly with UFC or PBR, uh, with on-location experiences. I mean, think about all the things, especially as you know, we uh, come out of this pandemic. Uh, a lot of the you know, there's going to be some pent-up desire, people wanting to get out. Right? You're going to have some people that are not going to want to leave their homes, but you're definitely going to have some people that are going to want to get out. And so to, to have that sort of combined in the entertainment and sports aspect, I think um, this IPO for Endeavor could be really big and it could be a, a huge opportunity for them. You know, but again, I think going back to sort of where Endeavor started, right, you know, in terms of purchasing William Morris, the talent agency, it is interesting from a history standpoint that the 
main guys in, in terms of Ari Emanuel and Patrick Whitesell for Endeavor both started out as agents, but they purchased William Morris, right? So I think when they started Endeavor, they had this idea in mind of saying, we want to go beyond representing talent. We want to do more for our clients. We want to do more uh, to sort of see the company grow. And that makes sense because I will tell you, and any agent or talent lawyer in town will tell you that the first thing to success in this business is the talent that you have signed and the relationships that you maintain well. If you don't have good talent, it's going to be very difficult to keep a uh, talent agency practice going, right? So I think diversification is key for Endeavor in this point. And they're saying, hey, look, you know, we have talent management, but we're also going to focus on other things because it's going to help reduce our risk. And because here's the thing, and, and speaking sort of as a lawyer, putting my lawyer hat on, and the same goes for talent agents is that at the end of the day, you're providing a service. And the client's going to have to follow whatever contract and sort, you know, as the lawyer, as the town agent, you're going to have to follow whatever the contract provides in terms of the retainer or what have you. But it's a personal service, meaning that the talent can walk away at any time. And, and frankly, in the union space, when you're talking about entertainment talent or even with uh, sports talent or even media talent, talent in general can walk away at any time and the unions vigorously uh, work to protect that negotiated right. So when you're looking at a business model and you're saying, oh, well, you know, my, my assets, my talent, my product can walk away at any time. You have to find ways to, um, and talent often does, you know, switch firms or uh, switch uh, talent agencies. So it's something I think Endeavor is looking to, um, you know, how can we make this a, a better model, you know? So Endeavor is endeavoring, pun intended, uh, to sort of maintain eye towards, towards the future while offering some more opportunities for talent and its properties. So I think the IPO, the initial public offering for Endeavor is a smart move. I think regardless of the price or its success, uh, I think it's going to bring in more investors so larger plays can be made. I mean, look, at the end of the day, sports rights are expensive. Uh, so is putting on events. We have this whole new area of name, image, and likeness, NIL, coming out with college athletics. We have all these new uh, younger leagues coming out with, with regard to professional pathways program in the G League and the NBA. We have the Overtime Elite League, which is going to be 16 and 17-year-olds. Uh, we have uh, a lot of overseas development with all kinds of sports. These are huge areas that Endeavor can step into, uh, particularly with name, image, and likeness. I've often said that when people, you know, ask the question, you know, who's getting, who's going to get into, um, you know, name, image, and likeness, the, the answer is, it's well, it's the people who are probably there. It's the people who, um, they're just going to move the clock back a little bit, right? So in, I think Endeavor, some of these other agencies could really step into that space, and it's likely what they're going to be trying to do. Streaming is growing. Again, this, you know, Endeavor is already invested in uh, to some streaming technology, so that could be a, an opportunity for them. So I think the IPO is uh, something that um, yeah, I think it's 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 probably a good strategy. Uh, at the very least, it gives the company some notoriety. I mean, obviously, if it didn't work out, that'd be bad because there'd be two IPOs that didn't go so well. Um, but again, I definitely uh, encourage you to check out Powerhouse by James Andrew Miller, great book on CAA and really kind of uh, a, a history on CAA and WME, William Morris. So it, and, and of course, if you look at CAA and some of these other um, talent agencies, they've already added sports talent. 
they you know obviously have the entertainment talent already so we can see where these things are growing but one thing that i was thinking about recently is that you know it used to be that talent representatives would leave an agency to join a studio or a company right think of the michael orvitzes or the ron myers right uh, they would start out start out as an agent and then move on to something else you know particularly ron meyer going to nbc universal or uh, Ovitz going to Disney, and then now you know involved in the tech, tech, uh, the tech and sort of Silicon Silicon Valley, um, you know, space. But now those same executives, you know, the uh, Patrick Whitesells and R. Emanuels are actually owning the major companies with all these properties like UFC and IMG and um, on location experiences and WME and PBR and all these groups. Um, they're actually now the executives running the company, so they don't have to leave anywhere. Um, so Endeavor as a talent agency is much more than that. You know, William Morris is just a part of that. It's one, one aspect of their pro portfolio. And I think uh, it may be the model for agencies going forward, uh, particularly the ones on the larger side. So we'll sort of see how CAA responds to this. Um, uh, in terms of sort of uh, keeping up with the Joneses type thing. But uh, in the meantime, I think that, again, this is going to be very interesting to follow. And I think it clearly shows that, um, you know, Endeavor is looking towards the future and looking towards, um, you know, how to, um, how to grow and how to maintain uh, its market dominance. So again, folks, always appreciate you listening in. This is your host, Jeremy Evans. Uh, this is Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network, and we'll look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.